Good morning. So, hi, I'm not Pastor Dave. <laughs> no, my name's Jason Weber. I head up our student ministry here at Fellowship of Faith um, with some really awesome volunteers. Woo, student ministry. Yay! <laughs> um, so, okay, as we dive in here, um, allow me to be among the last, hopefully, of the year to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, okay. We made it. Right? The work gatherings, the family obligations, the, the sail hunting in the dead of night, and of course, the one I'm particularly fond of, the shopping in our PJs at the computer. Anyone else an expert at that one? Yes? Excellent. Very good. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one I'm, I'm particularly good at. But, okay, so as Christmas starts to fade, as the carols hopefully soon stop getting played on the radio and start to fade into our fond memories, I know one of our worship team leaders is like, no, Christmas year-round. No, Okay. Anyway, as we head towards and start looking at going, huh, a year has passed, I tend to start to get a little bit reflective, get into one of those moods where you just go, huh, that's been a year. And really, while I remember time has passed, does it seem to anyone else like we could not possibly be in the final days of 2018? Anyone else? Yeah? Okay. So we're all in agreement. Clearly the calendar is lying. And it's really what? Like mid-October-ish? Maybe? June? Okay. Going way back. All right. Um, it seems like just about everyone I talk to feels like, you know, they're telling me I blinked and months went by, right? And I blinked twice, and now here we are, staring right into the face of 2019. Now, when I hear 2019, as the massive science fiction fan I am, I, of course, go, A, how did we get to 2019? Holy cow. And B, where is my flying car? But I digress. Um, as speedily as 2018 has gone by, that's not to say there haven't been a lot of major life-changing things that have gone on. We've had births. There have been a few funerals. Weddings, divorces. Cancer, remission, cancer, college visits, college decisions, graduations, promotions, job losses. There have been financial windfalls. 
and financial hardships. And I came up with that list in about two minutes worth of thinking about people here. People in this room, people in this congregation. Now obviously, I could spend five minutes and the list just keeps growing, right? We've had good, we've had bad. And of course, beyond our own community here, as I've watched the news lately, you know, as they do at the end of every year, right, they have their, their, their montages of video clips from over the course of the year. Um, and, and even trying to take into consideration and balance out the fact that news often is, let's say, tends into negativity, even if I try to balance that out, Man, there's a lot of not awesome stuff that went on this year. According to the insurance uh, agencies, it was the fourth most expensive year on record in claims. Floods, wildfires, hurricanes, tsunamis, the list just goes on. If I had to distill the year into a single word, looking at all of these things that have gone on, that word might be strife. The word might be struggle. Rough. Even with the highs, it felt like I was hearing not awesome news all the time. And frankly, I, I kind of makes me want to just crawl back into bed and cover my head and say, okay, wake me up when it's 2019. Anyone else with me on that one? Now, I do realize that there are probably some people here in the room who, who had a pretty good year, too. But given the list that we just heard, can we agree at least overall on balance it was a rough year. And I've, I've known people who like purposefully avoid any of the news tracks going on um, simply to avoid the negativity. And I get it. I totally get it. But of course, it doesn't actually stop things from happening, right? So what do we do? Where does that leave us? So we look back, do we just write the year off? Well, it was a crummy year. Let's try again next year. We've always said here that it's okay to not be okay. 
it's not okay to stay that way. Now, that doesn't mean we're looking for, for people just to, you know, flip the switch and pretend to be okay. No, that, that's, that's not the point, right? But instead to be open and honest and help one another through those not okay times. Knowing and recognizing that at some point we're going to be the ones who are not okay and need the help. And this brings me to a truth that many of us pretend simply is not the case. No matter what we do, no matter what we don't do, things will change. There is a, a seasonality to our existence, right? And I, I'm not just talking fall, spring, summer, etc., right? It's maybe best described by King Solomon. So if you would with me, let's, let's crack open a Bible. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. It's interesting, these words reverberate and make me think. And then every now and then, I go, wait a minute, I've heard that before. And so I do have a musical rendition of this from a group of minstrels that maybe some of you will recognize. And maybe it will stick in your head better. Yes. Yeah. 
admit I knew the song before I knew the scripture, but I did find it very funny the first time I made the connection and went, wait a minute, that's straight up biblical. Huh. It's not just a fun tune. Now, I know, so we're familiar with this song, give or take, yeah, because th there's certainly some people that I work with, obviously the students, uh, many of whom have never heard the song before, and, you know, much sadness with that. <laughs> <clears throat> Even knowing up here that things will always change, so often we have a tendency to want to fight it. So often we get stuck, stuck in a rut. Stuck thinking in just one way. We have a hard time breaking out of it, having a different perspective. Many of us find it very easy to just continue with what we're doing, pretending that everything's fine, pretending that what we're doing is fine, when in reality, we are being or feeling something else entirely. It's easier to just continue with what we're doing, pretending, than to recognize that maybe we have entered a different season and need to change. Most of us generally like when things are consistent when things are steady, where we know what to expect from day to day, from week to week. And there are certainly times, there are certainly seasons when stability, and maybe it's a bad word, but might I even say some monotony, are a tremendous blessing. But what happens when it goes on too long? What happens when we hold on to it? Say, no, this is how it's to be. This often leads us headlong right into complacency, into resistance, maybe even to all-out rebellion in an unwillingness to hear what God might be saying to us. Just a moment ago, we were talking about how fast this year seemed to go by for so many of us, or at least some of us, or at least for me. And I wonder how much of that perception actually stems from how we have so scheduled ourselves and kept ourselves so occupied. Because that's what I think the season I'm in is. 
how much of it just comes from rolling with our calendars and sticking with the creaturely pattern. We gather regularly like this, in a rhythm. And it's, it's on purpose, of course, right? To help us keep God central in our lives. To remember that it is by his creativity that we even exist. That it's by his promise of hope that we can make our way through life, especially in those rough times. That it's by his redemption alone that we have the gift of eternal life. And all of that to know that God is for us. That God loves us. That he gave everything for us. Now, to expect each of those pieces to hit you soul deep every week is probably unrealistic. I know that. But I have to ask myself, how often have I walked in here on a Sunday and not really thought about any of those aspects? Yeah. Now, assuming we're paying a little bit of attention, this is part of why we celebrate Christmas, as well as the myriad of other special events we have throughout the year, right? It breaks up some of this regularity, right? We celebrate Christmas in recognition of the day that God himself was born, the day he became incarnate, the day... He came to us as an infant. And, of course, even with it being a special event, I can say for myself, I still have a tendency to get caught up in the story, to forget to really take stock of the actual important pieces going on and instead focus on the, oh, I really like this song brings up fond memories. Instead, focus on the, 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 the imagery, the, 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 vi the visual that we have with oh, the baby boy, the manger, surrounded by, of course, you know, you know, the cute and cuddly animals, which, just for the record, cows are not cuddly. Why do we make them? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> and then you have these strange travelers that show up, bearing these gifts. How many of us get caught up in the scene, in the peripheries going on, and, and don't take the time to really take in that this event changes everything. Everything. Everything changes in this moment. God himself steps down, takes on being a human being, 
Oh. This, this recognition of the impact of the this changes everything mentality really hit home for me over Christmas. Um, some of you might know this, but I, I, I came down with a head cold like the day before Christmas Eve. Um, you know, tis the season. Um, <laughs> and so partially because, of course, I was self-quarantining, but also partially because I really didn't feel like doing anything else besides the nose-blowing, juice-drinking, and, 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 and sleeping that I was doing. Um, I just sat at home. Um, and, of course, what do you do aside from sleeping when you're sitting at home? Well, in this case, I, you know, watched a lot of movies because... Well, I watch a lot of movies to begin with, and so in my moments when I can do that and go, okay, I need the rest anyway, um, yeah. While I was doing that, though, this phrase just kept reverberating. Consistently, each movie one after another, had a moment, even several moments, when everything changed, when everything pivots. Now, I've put together a small sampling of what I'm talking about, and hopefully you will recognize at least one of the movies along the way, because, um, you know, I, I veer into sci-fi, but Maybe most of you have seen some of these other ones, right? Okay. A young Luke Skywalker. He rushes home. He finds his aunt and uncle killed by the Empire. He has nothing left. What happens? Right? That's when he runs off and follows this weird guy and suddenly becomes the Jedi. That moment changed everything. How about when the queen can finally let it go and be fully open with her community, with her kingdom, that she can manipulate ice, she can manipulate the weather, and suddenly they can have, like, Winterfests in the dead of summer. Everything changed for her, for that community. How about that moment when Hagrid stoops down and says, you're a wizard, Harry. Everything changed. And as I thought more about it, I was like, you know what? Even our Christmas songs have this everything changes moment. There's that song by Rudolph, Red Nose, Foggy Night. 
suddenly Rudolph's not the weird one, right? Everything changes. It's an idea so pervasive in our storytelling that I wonder if it actually transcends storytelling and is actually God at work in us. God at work ever drawing us to the good news of great joy that the angels announced to the shepherds 2,000 years ago. I can't help but see these stories as, as microcosmic reflections of the this changes everything of the birth of Messiah. Do you ever have those moments when you're reading some piece of scripture and it's something you've read a million times before. It's something you've heard a million more times. And yet, this one time, something just hits you. And that's not to say you didn't get it before. It's not to say there wasn't some recognition of going, huh, that's important. But there's a spark in that time. There's a spark in that moment. And i got to say, I had that Christmas Eve. It says Pastor Dave was, was, was reading the, the, the Isaiah 9 passage. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will call, be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We may have had a rough year. We may have been living in a land of darkness. But know that the light has dawned. Don't let Christmas pass you by. The birth of Messiah changes everything. So the question is, will you let it impact you? Will you hear? Will you listen? Maybe ask yourself, have I become complacent? Am I sitting back when in reality I, I, I ought to be stepping forward? Now, it doesn't have to be the, I'm selling everything and moving to Africa. I mean, we've seen that happen, and it's awesome. But for many of us, it's, it's 
maybe a smaller step. Maybe it's saying, hey, there's a bookmark with a reading plan on it. I'm going to read. Maybe it's, oh, discipleship groups are starting up again. I'm going to find a place to plug in. Or maybe it's having a difficult conversation with someone that you've been putting off. And the truth is, maybe you're actually not complacent. Maybe you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Maybe you're in living out the season that you're supposed to be in. Maybe it's a time of, of renewal. Maybe it's a time of rest. These are good God-honoring things. Just make sure you're not getting bogged down. You're not getting stuck. You're not getting into those ruts and ignoring what God might be calling you to do. What God might be calling you to be. how God might be calling you to change. Now, I'm not a big, like, rah, rah, New Year's resolution person. What if the shoe fits? 2019 is just around the corner.